Angela Yee, and I'm telling you right now that the Alive Podcast Network app is the best directory of podcasts created for us by us. From relationships to making money moves, there's a show that'll captivate every listener. And for my fellow Black creatives, this is a call to action to take your brand and monetization to the next level. It's for the culture. Join the movement and sign up today. Sign up today to get a six-month subscription for $20. Visit AlivePodcastNetwork.com. Coming soon to iOS and Android. Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Swirl Suite, everybody. Hey, y'all. Hello. Hello, hey. hello. <laughs> Hey world. Hey world. How y'all doing? So this will be um an interesting episode. Uh we're gonna be completely candid about what's been going on um in the world and in the wine world in particular. Um this will be an introduction, a reintroduction to the Swirl Sweet Podcast. And um first I wanna thanks, you know, thank everybody for all the love, all the tags all the reposts. Yes. Yes. Thank you. You know, all the sharing of our show. I I mean, yeah, we're overwhelmed. We appreciate it. Yes, we do. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But, um, who wants to start? Let's introduce, reintroduce ourselves to everybody who is new. Who is new. I went first yesterday. Okay. I'll go first. (laughs) My name is Leslie Freelo. And I am with Vino 301 Wine Concierge. We are all things Maryland wine. We offer wine tours to Maryland's finest vineyards and uh, virtual wine tasting right now. So thank you. Thank you so much for all of the follows. I appreciate it. And uh, we look forward to seeing you along the wine trails. Excellent. Hello, wine world. Um, my name is Glennis Hill. I am Vino Noir, and um, on all social media handles as Vino Noir, which, which easily translated means black wine, in case you didn't know. So just want to put that out there. Um, I do wine tastings, um, wine education, so all things wine. And I love the have you all here in the Swirl Suite listening to um, our podcast. We try to keep it real, real honest and upfront and personal. So if you love wine, you can reach out to any of us, listen to the podcast. Again, um, Vino Noir, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, and look forward to hearing from you. Hey, y'all. Tanisha, she is our other co-host. She is running a bit late, so she will jump in um, when she finishes with her virtual tasting. Um, She is Girl Meets Glass, all things French wine. She lives in Paris, and she loves champagne, knows all about champagne, does champagne wine tours, all things French wine. Me, I'm Sarita, born and raised D.C. Um, I love to eat. I love to cook. Follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Vine Me Up pretty much everywhere. Tanisha, she's here. That's yeah. Perfect. That's Spoke perfect. her up. Y'all was talking about me. I was. I did your little introduction, but now it's your turn. Oh, no, you did it. You good. 
go with it. And we can see your face today. Look at you. I know, because it's together. (laughs) You are looking pretty smoking, I have to say, Tanisha. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So today our conversation, it, it might get pretty heavy, but... We need to address some things that have that been, heavy. it's going to be, yeah, I hope everybody's drinking. Um, yeah. Yeah. It might get a little heavy. Um, we need to address some things that have been um, popping, up, popping up in the world and in the wine world. So due to all the racial discrimination that's been going on right now amongst us, it's bleeding on into the wine world, even though it's already been there. Things that have been, you know, swept under the rug are certainly popping up. And everybody's talking about all the types of discrimination they've experienced in the wine world, particularly Black people. Right. Um, And I just wanted to say before we start this conversation, if you are white and you're listening to this, check your privilege. As a matter of fact, check your privilege as a whole because it ain't always white sometimes. And it ain't always about you. Yeah. Um, okay. So Julia, Julia Coney, friend of the podcast, she posted a extremely emotional, very real um, video on Instagram Live a few weeks ago. Did y'all watch it? Yes, mm-hmm. I did. Yes. How did you feel about that? And what did you resonate with? Uh, I resonated with the words that came out of her mouth, <laughs> yeah. meaning all of it, <laughs> meaning every, like, everything. Um, I don't think you, if you have been black one day and in the wine world, I don't see how you could not. And real talk, I won't even say just the wine world because this thing is blowing up in a lot of other industries because, you know, fashion talks about it often. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Talks about this kind of thing often as well. And um, they mentioned some of the um, issues and things that they've had. And yeah, they're similar to ours, but in fashion even more so because a lot of that is physical. And um, that is a, a lot more detrimental to your mind and your psyche because you are definitely being singled out based on how you look. And then you start taking that internal and feeling uh, a certain way about that. But yeah, like Leslie said, if you have been black and in black skin for longer than 20 minutes, you have experienced some kind of something at some point in your life. You, you can't hide from it unless you're in the bubble. Actually, that's a actually a great segue because I um, I want to touch on the fact that as a person of color, an African American female or male, we can never walk into a room and not be seen as a person of color first. That's the first thing. Unlike all these other groups who join on to our civil rights movement to any movement we have, and then say, well, what about us? Well, for the most part, and I'm not knocking any of them, so I don't want to get a whole bunch of, well, we need, yes, you do. But when you walk into the room, LGBTQT, unless you say 
who you are sleeping with or what your relationships look like? Nobody, nobody knows. knows. You get you put your CV in, nobody knows. Nobody that. knows. Mm-hmm. When you walk into that interview, nobody knows. Latinos, Jews, any other race with any high, let me now let me say this, with any melanin deficiency, might be an easier way to say it. They don't know who you are because you can change your last name. You can articulate without an accent. So the discrimination is not bam in your face. When we as women of color, as men of color, walk into a room, it's already on their mind, this is a black person. We have to jump through extra hoops all the time to counteract what you might already have assumed this is the way they act. So that's mm-hmm. not that. Okay. Next. So, oh, okay. So can I ask a question? I'm sorry, Sarita. Oh, no. Go ahead. So since we have the privilege of being a double minority, what do you identify first? Do you identify being Black first or do you identify being a woman who is Black? Black. Black. Black Dennis woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Black first. Yeah. And that, that's how you say it too. I'm a Black woman. Mm-hmm. Right. No, I'm a woman Black. Got <laughs> That's how you say it in French, right? You say women black. I'm a woman black. You say that in French. One thing I will say, going back to what you said, uh, Glennis, about walking in a room um, and being black. It's interesting you, I mean, not interesting you said that because that's true, but I'm trying to figure out how to say this because I'm coming at it from a different point of view since now I live somewhere different. And I don't have that same experience anymore. I'm not always looked at, I'm a different kind of black. Right, right. I'm looked at at as American and Americans are dope. So I'm- Then you're black, I agree. I totally agree. And then I'm black which doesn't really matter because they are not racist or they don't have racism or see color. They just see America. She's using air quotes, guys, if you can't see her. <laughs> All the air quotes. <laughs> Mind you, I hate these, okay? <laughs> but I just so got my nails done, so with, we put these hands on. With, uh, with you living in Europe, how is the race, how is racism different? Is it different there? Um, different in the sense that they're not racist against me. Yes, they're racist against uh, Africans. Right, and is that, that's very true. I, I totally agree. So black and brown mm-hmm. people, yeah, like how they get treated a different way in America versus us. I get treated a different way here. Mm-hmm. I totally. I totally yeah. agree. Because there are a lot of things that I've done here and places I've been and people I've talked to. And I'm like, this will never happen in America. Like, I feel so free and open. Listen, I'm like, if this is the privilege that white people feel all the time in America, I'm not coming back. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) This is nice. I don't feel uncomfortable walking places. Like, I have not been followed around the store. Mm. That's it. Hmm. 
you know, yeah. I can't, I, now I'm saying that to say, not to say that I have not experienced racism here. I have. Mm-hmm. It absolutely has happened. Has it happened as often as it had in America? Absolutely not. Exactly. I, I, you know, I totally agree. And I've done a lot of traveling. Um, I could dispute one place where we were following, and it's Spain. And I think it goes to the point with what you said. They first look at the skin tone and assume you're African. Mm-hmm. Then when they hear, for me, or whom's, whoever was with me, hear us speak, oh, they're American. They got money. Let me, mm-hmm. yeah, let, mm-hmm. let me flip mm-hmm. the switch. But yep, that, yep. just yep. like you said to me, sure, I agree wholeheartedly. The first thing is, what are they? Yep. Here speaks. Yep. And also as American, we're looked at, I'll say in France, they go more by your uh, class. And, uh, Spain your too. Color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Very so classy. being American, we already come into it with a higher class. They're like, okay, they already have money. If she is in France, she has come from a certain family. Um, yeah. She probably sure. has a higher education. Right. Or so looking mm-hmm. at me as a certain um, way. Real talk, after I found out how they acted with uh, zip codes and where you live, I won't move out of Paris. People are like, oh, move to the suburbs. Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) Because they look at where you live. They police certain areas more heavily. Mm. Oh, who lives in those areas that they police? Black and brown people. And the reason I say black and brown is because, you know, North Africans don't consider themselves black. So Right, right, exactly. Even they though they, mm. um, but they are. Mm-hmm. That right. makes that's, that's that's another seventeen episodes. <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's true. That's true. That's such that's a whole mm-hmm. thing. And yeah. so, uh, yeah, they look at they are really on class thing. Um, I agree. Mentioned how you had an issue in Spain. My issue with um, having a hard time with race here in um, Europe was Italy. Hmm. I didn't have that in Italy. That's funny. Go ahead. Tell, tell, tell. So, and now this might be where I was. I was in Sardinia, which is an island off the um, coast of uh, Italy, Mm -hmm. which is Corsica, which is France. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't care. I didn't know Corsica was not Italy. So there's that. Um, So I was in Sardinia. I'm talking, I would walk into, now I was with two white girls. Uh I would, we would walk into places and it would be like the record scratch and people would turn around and people would stare. I went to the beach one time and, you know, went and sat down in these lawn chairs. I'm looking at these two um, white Italian women go get, not security, but somebody who worked portion of the beach. Ask These girls looked at me and they said, oh my gosh. She's like, is this how your life is all the time? I was like, well, welcome to being black. Mm-hmm. To your first wow. day. Um, luckily, you can go back to your regular life soon enough. But yeah, this is how it is. Wow. Like, they were like, I don't like it. I was like, yeah, zero out of five. Would not recommend. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is so interesting. So in Florence, and it goes back to a point you made, in Florence, I could walk around by myself when I walk, and this is very interesting, we'll walk into a restaurant and sit down and eat. And I was more interested in the wine when i was there so i would say well let's 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 just start talking about wine where's the barola where's the chianti i want the house first then we'll move on to something else 
And once I started talking about wine, again, to your point, they realized I was from America and I'm starting talking, the man just started pouring. Mm-hmm. Once you try, and then started bringing out dishes to pair with it. The prosciutto, the tagliini, the porcini mushrooms. I was like, oh my God, I'm coming back here. I love it. Spain, it was, well, I already told y'all that story. I ain't gonna go through yeah. that story again. But this mm-hmm. black sister ain't never going back there. I don't want to connect through the country. I don't want to catch a boat. Oh, you quit. Oh, you quit the country. The country. Okay. I stopped speaking uh, the Castilian Spaniards for a long time. I was like, "Where you from?" Okay. Mm. Okay. It was it was horrific. And then to find to back to I mean, you hit the nail on the head again. When we, after the last straw, we went and sat down in a restaurant and the woman came over to us and said, what, instead of hello, I said, I'm not, y- y'all know, I'm not eating it here. Nope, mm-mm, mm-mm, nope, not eating, not eating, nope, not going to do it. Said, needed some substance, so I ended up going to the McDonald's and I could just go, numero uno, it's prepared. Yeah. We don't have to have no more conversation and could see the cop come from the back, stand behind my friend, and I'm watching it out the side of my eye, but the gentleman that I was working with was from the Dominican Republic. And I said, you just got to tell me what's going on. Why? And you know, I started, he said, I don't want to offend you. I said, you know what? At this point, I have cut a 10-day trip short. 15-day trip short, and we're only five days into it. I'm going home. Go ahead and fit me. It can't be any worse than Tenerife and Madrid earlier. He said, they think you all are prostitutes. I said, with all these clothes on? Because it was the one of the coldest maids they ever had. We had sweat jackets on, everything. I said, they think, what do you mean? He said, they think you're prostitutes from Senegal. To your point again. Until we started talking, the guy he waved yeah. the guy around away from us. Yeah. But we were I'm like, y'all got to be kidding me. Y'all need to ask me things about that. Yeah. If I've ever had a problem somewhere or feel a sense of something, I'll speak American real quick. Oh yeah. <laughs> Howdy guys, what's going on? What's happening? Hello everyone. Hi. Oh my God, what are we gonna order? Like if I do that, oh, it's fine. Oh, oh, okay, okay. But yeah. I don't know if you know um, Gloria Atanmo of um, I can't think of her. Rest. She's a travel blogger. She spoke about how when she was in Spain, I want to say it was Spain too, and they thought she was a prostitute, and yeah. like she had some serious difficulties uh-huh. in Spain. And she was actually walking with a white male friend of hers. And they were really like, oh, thinking that he picked her up and they were doing a whole situation. That doesn't surprise me. Does that happens often. But then Gordon also, she is, um, she's African-American, but her family, like her parents, she's like first generation. And so she has um, African features. And she has talked about how she has had that problem in some European countries where people have thought and treated her like she was a prostitute. We were mm-hmm. followed. I, we were followed around because you know, going shopping. <laughs> Let's pay. Let's go shopping. We were followed around in the store, 
and they thought y'all was pretty women. They thought y'all was just like in the movie. Exactly. But okay, I mean, if you are going to commit a crime, really, prostitution is not the worst crime that it can be. <laughs> you know what I mean? How about and that? coming in infiltrating a race. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I, it was horrible. And I looked at the lady. Then you know what? You know what my crazy tale sound when they started following us around in the store. I wait till she turned the corner. I started following her ass. And she turned around. May I help you? No. You was following me. So may I, I help you? May I help you? Yeah, let me let you. Oh, where are you from? First thing out. When I said that, where are you from? I said from New Jersey. And she should have been like, I'm from Senegal, girl. What? What? Where are you, where are you from? <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, Spain was not the one, but. I, and it's just, just, just an interesting dynamic, but yeah. I want to try Spain again. Um, I have not been, well, I'll tell you, y'all know my situation Bye-bye. in Spain. Y'all know what happened to me in Spain. I don't have to go into that story again. Um, but when I've been back in subsequent trips, it's been, um, it was a wine trip, so I was with a group, so okay. I can't see how it was because I was with them. Um, but yeah, Italy was my issue. Yeah. Rome wasn't so bad. Because um, that's Rome. And then I was yeah. also there with uh, other people. So that was fine. Like I had people from Rome that was with me. I think you, y'all might know Sarah May. Maybe I don't. Anyway, I was with her. And, you know, when you're with people who live there, it's different. Right. They know right, where to right, go. Exactly. Exactly. Like they know what's happening. So I didn't have that issue. Um, and then same with Spain. I'm trying to think anywhere else. Um, if you want to think of a place where you want to listen, go to Eastern Europe, not Poland, though. They... What about Prague? Because I always wanted to. So, do you think you I heard Prague, Prague mm-hmm. Serbia, Bulgaria? Mm-hmm. Listen, you popping over there. So, okay, that's okay. And, and you said that like, like you had an experience over there. Oh, I've I've mentioned my Serbian experience. Yes, you did. About this. <laughs> yeah, I've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. I was about to risk it all. I told you. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all seen them pictures? That picture of me with the bottom turned up? All right. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Mm. Bulgaria, oh, so I, I thought that dude was going to, listen, Bulgaria, I thought he was going to kidnap me. I was nervous. So can I ask you a question? How do you feel about like all of the businesses who have been, uh, okay, so there are some businesses that you can see, you can feel how upset they are about what's going on. Then you've got some businesses that has like a very dry, bland, tone deaf PR statement. And then you have businesses that ain't say shit. Right, right. I mean, and this is just, like the city you live in, you know, so how do you feel about their responses. This is interesting. I want to hear this from you all. So someone asked me, was Vino 301 going to publish something? What? And I was like... I don't think black people need to say nothing. I don't think yeah. I need to say shit. I don't think so. I was like, no. I said... How you treat uh, yourself? Just tell them how to pay you. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I was like, no, we're not. assumption that it's not your business. How about that? We're, we're, we're not, we're not doing that. But I, 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 I have to say, I am indifferent about people's statements. 
because I want to see action. Right. Like I do not want to hear um, Black Lives Matter now. Like everybody understands, well, most people <clears throat> and Drew Brees recently, that Black Lives Matter. That turned on him fast. Right. Um, that's nice, right? But I want to see, and I saw just a couple of businesses, but I, I want to see, like, what are you going to do? Like, one business said they are diversifying their board. They are uh, making a point to buy from minority businesses or do better recruitment. That's what I want to see. I do not want to hear all the help heartfelt how you empathize i want to see real action because like i was saying before the show like this groundswell of love that we have like how long is it going to last i think it's very interesting that this happened um what's her name molly cooper the the cooper girl and um amy amy cooper Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you had George Floyd and you had, I mean, the, it's countless names, right? All of the news went to that and we still are dealing with the coronavirus. And, right. and if you didn't know, you would think that Rona is gone right? because this is all the attention. So I'm just waiting for the next news cycle, whatever that is, to replace this. But I'm looking for intentional actions to make the changes. And that's something that we wouldn't even necessarily see right now. That's something that we'll see how it plays out over the next few months. We'll see if, all right, you let everybody use your platform. We done got a thousand followers in this past week. Hooray, what are we Mm -hmm. gonna do with it? Um, Now they're like, all right, we gave you the spotlight, we gave you our platform, now now we've done enough, you go do something with that. Right. And I think that's what a lot of people think. But we'll see how it is going forward and down the line. I think this will take some time to see how people kind of go on with it. Hopefully mm-hmm. they make a long-term strategy and not like, all right, let me get all the Black creators to come on right now. No, mm-hmm. plan the Black Creator Month of the year do that and you know instead of having all 12 the next two weeks no take your time do it over mm. right right well i'm irritated yeah. I'm irrit- I'm, it, it annoys me because i spend too much time and too much money um going to these local restaurants and posting their shit posting them when they have events and doing all this types of stuff it's like nah, I'm going to need you to say something. Right. And I don't want it to be some sort of blanket statement. Don't just put the black box up there and then move on with your day. Mm. One of my favorite wine bars said absolutely nothing. Nothing. They have said nothing in like a week or two. Wow. So I'm irritated. Small problem. Yeah. 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 Well, I know one thing I'm not surprised um, on either side with with some businesses not saying anything at all. And then with some businesses saying, oh, they got this, let me pull out this stop comment. 
Because at one point when I'm reading some of them, I'm like, all these sound exactly the same. Yeah, I got the same PR person. Mm-hmm. They all sound exactly the same. So they cut and paste it. So one person did it first, and they cut and pasted it from exactly. There. Mm-hmm. And that's the that that's that's what, that's what that is, man. That's mm-hmm. what that is. Exactly. I'm like, come on. I'd rather for you to be like that Joker who lost all his business in Baltimore. <laughs> he was like, "Well, I don't really like y'all. I just want y'all to come here and spend my money." That was it in a nutshell. Okay, <laughs> so now we know how you truly feel. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that. Thank you. Really, thank you for thank that. You mm-hmm. We don't have to come in there, but well, we gonna protest in front. But thank you for being honest. Bye bye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I also think. Um, I still think that there is a segment of the population that sees the overt racial issue. Right. Sure. But they do not see the daily mm-hmm. subtleties that African Americans have. Like I was Tanisha, I was watching that podcast that you were on recently with Andre Mack. Yeah. Oh, wait, right. I think she froze, but go ahead. I think she, yeah. And, um, yes, yes. I was watching that one. And, um, and the discussion was about seeing our own people, knowing that it's possible. Mm -hmm. Right. And like, and, and sometimes, and it was funny too, because when Melissa Allen was on the show, she said the exact same thing that she didn't think she could be a winemaker because she never saw any women winemakers. So seeing other black folks in the wine industry, you know, that is a possibility or the exposure there. And so then when he responded to your tweet and, or he said something I don't know how it started but his whole thing was oh it's not racism just because people haven't been visible so it's not that it's a racist industry it's just because you haven't seen black people there and black people haven't participated like black people he made it seem like black people willingly did not participate in there and so it's not racist and I'm like no 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 it's racist because you did not intentionally you intentionally did not open the doors to black people or go out and say you know what this room looks like donald trump's cabinet we need to go find some black people there and so those subtleties i think are pervasive in society and and that is the problem that people have and that we need to address Exactly. And then I, I, I um I was talking to a, a friend a few weeks ago, and she was just like, I mean, I kind of look at it like this: they've been living under this bubble, they've been living in this bubble for so long, they've never had to look at us, no. they've never had to accept mm-hmm. us. So now, with us busting through this bubble, and but their ancestors have built this bubble for them, like, oh, right. I don't have to deal with that. That's not me. I don't, I don't know what that is. Right. That's not me. But we busted all through their bubble, like, oh, it's you. It's, it's you. It's you and your ancestors, too. So right. you need to deal with it, and what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Because the thing about it, if you look at um, their life, they don't ever have to talk to a Black person as long as they live. Not exactly. Ever. 
exactly. We could not make it in the world without having to talk to, befriend, make nice with, network with a white person. It's literally impossible. Unless we build right. our own. And, and I then think we'll have to because they're going to give us the money for it or whatever the case may be. Like, we just can't do it. Right. And I see, and I think the other piece, and somebody, the sociologist said it so well, people equate white privilege with wealth. White privilege has mm -hmm. nothing to do with wealth. Well, it's just, it's just a, a byproduct. So when a non-minority says to you, well, slavery was 400 years ago. And my, I, you know, what I do today is not a result of that. That's not true. It's the fact that you have received a leg up for simply being who you are without mm -hmm. doing a damn thing. That is white privilege. So you could be white and living in a trailer park, you still benefit from white privilege. It goes back to what I say, when you walk in a room, if you don't tell them you poor and white, they don't know it. They're giving you the benefit oh, of the doubt because you're white. And when I see poor white people, I don't understand where they went wrong. Like, <laughs> you have all this whiteness, I'm poor. And what? they the ones we wanna be mad with somebody because we busting our tails. To right. move past what has happened to us, but systematic—I don't understand—racism, disenfranchisement, uh, all levels to the judicial system, to politics. We're lucky we still around, but as survivors, we don't have no other choice. And I think that's why they always mad. They're like, yeah. what in the world do we have to do? We brought you over here in a hole of a ship chained to a uh, mm -hmm. hundred other people stacked on stacked on stack where yes. all the bodily fluids lay mm -hmm. over everybody got you into a system that was most horrific the holocaust of america don't get it twisted the it, the this African slave trade was the Holocaust of America, South America, and the and the islands. That's another whole um, 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 story. But don't act like what you did it, to us can just be swept under the rug because it's in the fabric of this country. Bottom line, and there's nothing else. You killed. Well, let's really talk about this. We're the only group of people who survived. When they went into other countries and brought all these diseases, wiped the population out, almost wiped out all the Native Americans, went into these islands off these different in Southeast Asia and things of that nature, on um, the Fiji Islands. They're gonna wipe the indigenous populations out with things that they carried from Europe to them. We're the one group of people who was able to sustain it all, and we're still here. And getting back to that other point, uh, we got to, we we have to talk to some of them. Uh, we, like, we couldn't survive without, well, when we attempt to do it, Black Wall Street, they came in oh, and- they to the ground, to so the ground. We want to move oh, away from you all and do our own- we had our own banks, our own salons, our own schools, our own cars, our own corporations. 
Y'all jealous MFs came Break in it down. wiped it off the map. Again, because of an Amy Cooper. <laughs> yes. Because of an Amy Cooper. It got Black Wall Street burned down. So can I, um, can I ask this question? So that's what's happening. Will you operate differently now? Nope. I've always been limited, so I don't need <laughs> I tell them jokers at work, up, oh, leave your ethnic jokes at home with your ethnic family. And if you don't want to know the true answer, don't ask, because I'm not sugarcoating to make you feel comfortable. I'm going to tell you the truth. Bottom line, this is how people of color are feeling in this building, uh, how you're treating them. And when you sit complicit on issues of training, on issues of promotions, and who gets what, I'm going to say, you why are you looking them over? Why they didn't get the same training? No, I'm not. I'm gonna be the same person. Sorry. Um, yeah, I'm definitely operating a little differently. Um, I'm a lot more detached from where. Well, first of all, this whole quarantine thing has made me very detached from coworkers in general, for minus a few. But it's mm-hmm. like mm-mm, we all business. They ain't no socializing. I don't care about your dog. I don't care about your dog today. So um, we're all business and then I'm going to log off and then I'm going to buy my black soap and my black greens and I'm going by my black business. And that's, that's where I am. So I do, I'm, I'm I do feel a little different. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've been operating. I ain't messed with them jokers. They already said, oh, cause I had my supervisor. I was like, we don't talk this much on a regular basis. Why we got, thank God it's Monday, video call, Tuesday, vision meeting, Wednesday, a happy, a happy, a high, H-Y-G-E-E, high hour. No. And then on Thursday, you want to have another venting happy hour. I don't talk to y'all as much in the office. What? Absolutely not. Girl, that's the whole, whole, uh, I'm about to say. I couldn't even think of the name of it. That's this whole coronavirus situation. People just talk too much in general now. People call me, hey, how you doing? I'm like, we don't talk on the phone. Let's not start. It's fine. We don't have to. I don't know what to say to you just on the phone. I don't want to keep talking to you. Right. Because we're associates. We're not friends. I'm talking Mm. to my friends on the phone. There's a big difference between associates and friends. It's a big difference. It's a big difference. Now, okay, so my other question is, Oh, if you have white friends, have you talked Let's about... Let's let Saria answer this one. Have you talked about this issue? How honest can I be? Um, swirl sweet. I, I have, I can count on one hand how many white friends I have. And we aren't we aren't as close enough to like be in each other's houses or like texting each other. So they're like really, really good associates and they all happen to be in the wine world. I love them to death. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. have I talked to them? Not really. I mean, what do they have to say to me? What could they possibly say? I've seen their, their Instagram posts. They pissed. They're angry. You know, not as angry as we are, but they are angry. They don't understand. And I get it. Right. Then I'm okay. But I haven't had to block or unfriend anybody because I ain't got that many. So, 
No, I'm talking about your like they're your friends. Mm-mm, I don't I'm not talking about I'm not talking about associates. I'm I'm talking about have they? No, okay. I don't have that problem. So next person. I didn't have um like so I have different sets of like I got one white friend that I could say truly my wine friends that said like Christine Campbell's like, you trying to come to Canada? You need to get up out of there. What can I do? What, whatever you need. Y'all shouldn't have faked on Canada after Trump won. Like y'all were playing. (laughs) Y'all turned on it. Canada was waiting. They had open arms at the borders. Y'all playing. Here we are. See, like, and then I have my friends that I met traveling that have reached out. We don't live in the same city or state. So um, they have been truly there as well. And one of those friends, I love her to death. I just have to, she has lived in a bubble. And she was like, like classic case in point. Her brother just got married and the wife, the new wife and the husband took a picture and the wife is holding a piece of paper and in the back she's doing this that little sign right so i text i said what's that sign she's making kim what do you mean and she thought i was talking about the we finally got married sign i was like not with her hand she was like sorority you know it's the New York Times. It's a white supremacy song. It's a white supremacy song. I know that. Okay, can, so can you demonstrate that one more time so I can? No, it's just it, they do like this. It, they do oh, like, okay. Like right. the capitals, oh, because that's a W for white. Yep. And so I asked, oh. her, and she didn't have a clue. So I sent her the New York Times article where it calls it out because there was a so a man in a uniform doing it at uh, West Point. And so I called her out and she, but she, it, she didn't have a clue. She really didn't know because she thought I was talking about the sign. So, you know, I have conversations with She's her. like, this says congratulations. She didn't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, exactly. exactly. This says welcome home. What do you mean? <laughs> right. Welcome home. Well, I she's here. She talking, I was like, oh, you know, well, here's an article, read up on it. Then she started, is that that blood and crypts? No, that's <laughs> Okay. I'm going to refill my wine. <laughs> <laughs> No, I said, you know what? She just really lives in a bubble. So, you know, you have these friends who who are friends, but some of them are truly aware of what's going on. And then there's some that like, I don't know, I think you said it less. They don't even have a they don't really have a clue. They, they, don't, they don't have a clue. Now I have I have um it's hot in this house. I know that much. I have I have really really good in the inner sanctum white girlfriends okay and um and i also have an accountability partner who is white and uh and i talked to her and she was just upset to the point where she could not sleep like this was just this rocked her world or what have you and she had been protesting. She lives in, in Texas and she had been protesting, what have you. And then she said, she said, 
I am trying to educate my family. Hmm. And so they watched 13 on Netflix. And so then I said, okay, well, then you need to look at the Khalil Brower story and you need to look at this or what have you. So that, those conversations I will Im- entertain because they are really upset. But, you know, the run of the mill, like, I don't get it type of thing. No. And that's also your friend and you share life stories with her. You right. help her mm-hmm. herself in other ways. Right. So this is something that you don't have a problem sharing with her. You know, it's not... It's not you doing all this extra emotional work. Right, exactly. Right. Right. Nisha, so, what about you? Um, you know me, and I am queen of avoidance. Say so, maple tree shade. <laughs> I am very quick to be like, oh, I'm sorry, I don't have time to talk right now. Um, I didn't get your text or, oh. I'm what sorry. have they been saying to you? Cause you have um, a lot of white friends. Yeah, there. But you know, <laughs> I never know how I'm gonna respond. So they're just, how are you? How's it going? <laughs> a lot for you. How do you feel? Is your family safe in America? It's you know what's going. How are they? So I've gotten that a lot. Um, my friends here. It's different because they're international. Um, some of them, a lot of them aren't American. And so it's an issue that they didn't really realize um, was happening in America because they just didn't understand it. But it got them to thinking about their own country. Mm. I had to check a couple French people. I'm like, don't be so worried about America. Worry about your backyard, all right? Worry about your own backyard because y'all races right around here, y'all. Right, right. Mm. Worry about yourself. I hope this brings change in America. I'll say in France, in Spain, and exactly. France has France has issues. Oh, France okay. absolutely has issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all of them do. They were all looters and plunderers of Africa. Exactly. Yes, they started it. We Europeans came to America. Exactly. Christopher Columbus was Spanish, wasn't he? Yes. <clears throat> That's, I always say, that's like me living in my house and somebody knock on the door and say, ah, I've discovered your house. Uh, no, you didn't. Right. I live here now. Move your, move I your stuff. Exactly. Right. And I know. Give you this much space in your own backyard yes. and follow the reservation. About mm-hmm. Yes. And that's you, can keep, you can keep the garage. I'm sorry, what? You can keep the garage, that choice. You know, I thought it was so disturbing that they were talking about the Navajo Nation, which is huge. And in 2020, they still don't have running water. Yep. Do they want it? And I'm not saying that like being like me, but I'm like, if you don't have it in something like that in 2020, I don't... The problem I don't, is I don't... running the water line all the way to the reservation. See, when they gave, when these trees were set up, they gave, the, they were still on their lands, but there are, there's no infrastructure. And who, they don't have the money to bring in that infrastructure. So, and they they the land. Land. That's how, that's how they do it. They're like, oh, no, no, we're going to make you, we're going to, you know, 
We're gonna make you want to leave. Back to economics. Oh wow. Hmm. Going back to uh, um, the question you posed, I think it was Sarita, or maybe it was you, Leslie. When were you talking about um, long term, what do we think these companies are going to do? Are they going to um, make hiring changes, blah, blah, blah? I'm thinking about, because I've always thought about this, because I've been in this position before and it's terrible. Um, I think now we're talking about uh, inclusion, exclusion, that kind of thing. So you bring in two new black people into your whole entirely white office after this whole incident happened. Do you think those two black people will succeed? Do you think there will be programs and things in place for them to succeed? And when they don't, do you think they will be blamed for just not being capable enough? Or, oh, we tried. It didn't work. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I think it is. I, I, I think there is accountability in your selection process. And one, if you just check in the box and you bring some dumbass in, then they're not going to succeed. And then you can say, well, I tried and you see that, da, 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 da. but they were not really qualified. And this is what pisses me off about affirmative action because it's not about picking somebody inferior. It is about picking somebody who is superior but would not have the opportunity mm -hmm. when presented. And so the company needs to be set up that they are able to support that individual so they can succeed, but you also need to select an individual who has the talent yeah. to succeed, but based on current situations, they were not able to get in the door. Yeah. And, and that is that's the secret that's the secret sauce and i don't know how many companies are going to invest the time to make sure they have the secret sauce like i'm gonna shout out gallo mm -hmm. um for Derek, right who, mm -hmm. who has the talent and said we need to diversify what gallo looks like in this family-run organization and he has done amazing success in doing that and that's where the company got it right and the individual got it right. Mm -hmm. And I am concerned about how many times that that is actually going to happen. Hmm. Also, with that, they also need to make sure that when they need to do some real diversity training and some real, yep. this is what systematic racism looks like. This is because... Again, you bring in that qualified person and all these other people around are going to undermine everything they do. Who've been racist the whole time. As President mm -hmm. Obama, how did that look? Bring in a person. What mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And I don't know how much y'all are on um, Twitter. So on Twitter, they have um, it's several things. The first one I'm talking about, it's a hashtag, publishing paid me. And they talk about about advances that people got for books mm. um, or whatever. People were losing their mind just hearing what some white people wow. were getting. Books that failed, people that weren't necessarily that popular in the beginning. I mean, there's people who was like, oh yeah, I got a million dollar advance. A million dollar advance on the book you ain't wrote yet? Exactly. Mm. Systematic. Then yeah, you have... 
Then they talked about work culture and toxic work culture for uh, black people. Yep. Cards Against Humanity. Yep. Mm. Mm-hmm. Refinery 21, Refinery 29. Wow. Yeah. Reformation. Now I'm not calling people out like these people are already on um, Twitter being called out. So with me, I mean, and you've all seen and heard the stuff that's gone down with Bone Appetit Maxine. Yeah. Yeah. Everything that happened with that. And then people started coming out like, oh yeah, this is how um, everything was going on behind the scenes. White on-air talent was getting paid. Black on-air talent was volunteering. Yeah. They didn't get paid. So things like that. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because, okay, now we know it. What y'all going to do? Okay, what are y'all going to do about that? And then other people who have a toxic work culture like that, they bring in a black, excuse me, they bring in a black person to that toxic work culture without fixing that. That person is not going to see, that person is not going to be happy. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. if we complain about it, then it's like, oh my God, y'all complain Mm -hmm. about it. Did you didn't get this. So I'm just wondering, I guess I'm really just wondering how this will all play out because I feel like there are a lot of toxic work cultures like that. We just don't know it because they don't have any people of color there. Sure. Then they're like, all right, we're gonna stay we're gonna get somebody. And then the two black people they hire in, it's gonna be a whole entire problem. Exactly. Yeah. And in DC, there are, because even Janine is involved with a situation and she used to work at a Michelin star restaurant. And this Michelin star restaurant has sister restaurants. So their whole entire, you know, their whole entire production is in, you know, in jeopardy right now. Like what you about to say? Cause you got some explaining to do, you know, they're going to post a black box and that be it and back to business as usual. Or again, mm-hmm. just like, all right, we're going to hire two black people. Right. And the, the, the thing is, <laughs> you, what sparked it was, they posted their little PR statement on Instagram. And so Janine and another bartender came out, was like, how dare you? How dare you post this after the way you treated us <laughs> at, on such and such a date at such and such time? Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. nice. So I'm, I'm curious that's to see what's going to happen. Sarita, that's another thing that we need to do because as people of color, it's been happening so long. We so we get desensitized. We're like, okay, let me just find another job. And right. we don't call mm-hmm. them out. Right. Yeah. We have got to do that so people will know. And to speak to what um, Tanisha just said, and Leslie, classic place, Hopper Bazaar, just hired its first black editor in a hundred and some years. Mm. That culture was... is. I can't wait to see how that thing work out. Well, and the thing about it is, I don't want to be anybody's first. How about that? Uh-uh. And, and I, I mean, don't and, know. And I'm so glad I was on that ship in 1619. I heard. <laughs> 2020, we shouldn't be having any more firsts. You know, you know what I'm saying? We still, and we still got a bunch, G. We still got a bunch. We still have a bunch of firsts. And the other thing is, I think... From the outside, we need to bring the smoke. I, I agree. And so, you know, okay, let me understand and say everybody got to pay their mortgage, right? 
Right. So I don't expect you wake up every day and you go to your job and you're like, we protesting on the job today. Right, 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 right. right, right. You got signs up. <laughs> right. You got to... Exactly. <laughs> no you justice, no peace. No justice. Now ain't nobody standing behind right. you. This a, pizza. this a pizza menu. <laughs> right. No justice, no pizza. No justice, no pizza. Okay, sorry. I'm back. I'm so back. I think it's also our duty from the outside to be the agitators and, and ask for and demand for it. And, and like when we go to our wine stores to say, why don't you have any black winemakers in here? Now I understand before I get letters, you smaller batches, quantities are limited. Like, I, okay, I, I have removed all those excuses, but you can't tell me that you can't carry one black winemaker. Right. You, you know what I'm saying? Right. We, we need to, all these lists are floating around here. If you, have you spent two days on earth in the past couple of weeks, you should have seen a list with black winemakers, black influencers, black shop owners or what have you, pick one out of the 50 some or 100 some what have you and say, I'm gonna support them. Now I'm not saying support somebody who is raggedy, right? Like yeah. everybody- Even just invite them to, um, you know, exactly. taste. Even just invite right. them to send yes. you some, or you know, something like that, you know? Yes, but exactly. it, it, we have to, from the outside, we have to bring the smoke. Mm -hmm. Right. I totally. Yeah. I, 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 I understand why people in the positions don't say anything when they leave because also these worlds are really small, and while we mm -hmm. don't stick together, they stick together. Mm -hmm. And so for somebody to come out and be like, "Oh, this work culture is toxic," you just have one person to say, "Listen, one white person to say, oh, Tanisha was disgruntled. Tanisha yeah. was." and not nay another shop in that industry because this person said this. right mm -hmm. again yes. white people are listening but I'm then you get a friend to do it right yeah. right you get a you go on social media with a whole new personality you that's the ghost account i'm talking about because it, if we don't know that the restaurant you worked in that this is happening at this restaurant who owns all these other restaurants how do we know to start saying, oh, we're not going there. Right. Nah, mm. I'm good. Cause let me tell you the restaurant that Janine worked at, I loved, I loved. <laughs> and this fucking wine like bar. And this wine bar that did, like that no more. You were like, I'm saying this wine bar that is near my house. I love, but nah, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You got to stand for something. I'm saying. Cause there's some place I've been like, man, I sure want to go back in there. But right. you just drive past and be like, oh, <laughs> why do you have yes. to be this way? Yeah. Yes. I will let my dollars speak. And there you go. There you go. That there, is it. Dollars got to, yeah. 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 Also, yeah. And also I want us to do not us, the four of us, but us, right? I want us to do better with how we spend our money. Mm -hmm. We okay. spend our money. And um, we look into ownership because uh, there are a lot of people out there that just do not treat us well, mm -hmm. but we continue to patronize these businesses. 
Yeah. I'm not going to get into uh, the whole uh, nail feet thing, but how many times have you seen videos of them literally cursing out black women? Mm-hmm. Right. I saw the video of that one in, I don't know, New York, Pennsylvania, somewhere where they beat that woman with a stick, mm-hmm. with a broom handle, like yeah. they jumped her. And then the, next, then the next day, the whole neighborhood was out there mm-hmm. um, uh, calling yeah. them out at the nail salon. Yeah trying to boycott or close down the nail salon. It was a whole thing. Like, I mean, they went, I don't even remember what she did, but they had broomsticks and they was giving her. Yeah. No. And then I, um, I saw this guy, he was, um, posting some steps that we as a black culture need to take in order to make change, you Mm -hmm. know, or force change. And so he was like, one of the main things we don't have is economic wealth. He was just like, do you wonder why Jewish people aren't getting, you know, <laughs> lynched on the street? They're worth too much to this country. We right. don't have that. We're not building wealth for real. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. So but that's see, all. It goes back again. I hate harping on it, but it goes back again. We don't stick together and we stick together. Hold on. You're talking at the same time. Hold on. Glennis, you go. Going back, it goes back again to Jewish people passing as white, one. Sure. Anglo-Saxon. Sure. And then on top of that, they hid in our neighborhoods doing reconstruction. They hid. They bought, they bought because them same racist, you know what, Becky's and the Marks or whatever you want to call them, didn't want to be bothered with them. So where, where did they come? To our neighborhood. Where, where were they able to survive and build their funds to our neighborhood? But unless we can figure out a way, I can't even say that. That ain't, but I'm just saying. I mean, but they stick together. They stick together. Let me say this. How many times you have gone to a black business and the shit is raggedy. Girl. You and you're me. like, never you know, we know. You know. Never in life will I ever. <laughs> but what we should be doing is saying to the owner or what have you, I'm not telling you how to run your business. Mm-hmm. But these are some things that I do not appreciate as a consumer. I want to support you and I will come back and, and provide some construction constructive mm-hmm. criticism mm-hmm. instead of being like that one shit and i'm telling everybody that wasn't hey, shit. business is not gonna be shit right and put them on front street on yelp and right. give them a, yes a negative review without telling them and we need to do that and that's yeah, part right. of the support and it's, i'm quite sure and it's it's not easy because let me tell y'all something this happened like maybe like six months ago, there was a new restaurant in my neighborhood. Y'all know I live in Northeast DC. It's black. It's real black. And there's a new restaurant. I was like, oh my gosh, there's a new restaurant. I have to check it out. (laughs) So, and it turns out they had moved from Northwest to Northeast. So, and I was excited. This girl had tweeted, hey, it's my family restaurant. Check it out. And I was excited. I was like, oh, I'm going to go there. So I checked the website and then that should have been my first red flag. (laughs) There's no address. Um, there was a phone number. 
the menu was just like sort of like all over the place. I was just like, okay, well, maybe they need more time. Maybe they don't have it set up. But when you move from one location to another, you probably should have an address on there. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm just, just little minimum. things I'm noticing. So I go there. I mean, and it's, it's hood. You know, it's hood. Hey, girl. Mm. At the counter. Just... <laughs> Mm. Did you it's know her? Y'all went to high school together? No. You know what? I it was February because it was around Valentine's Day. She was just like, Yeah, we so we get these Valentine's Day specials. And so I was like, Oh, so let me get this, this, and that. Okay, so we don't have this. We don't have that. We only have one of that. And it, is that still here? No, it's, we don't have that. So it was just like all of these things. And I was like, Oh my God. Okay. All right. But I got the food and the food was good. Food was good. I was like, Okay, I want to help. I want to help. So Let's start with the social media. They didn't have a social media presence. So the girl. And that's free. That's free. So I was like, I know plenty of designers. Let me just email a few black ones. I emailed a few black ones, emailed them website, and they were like, oh, yeah, this is trash. <laughs> this is bad. Anyway, so the next time I went, I was like, hey, do you know who runs your social media? I have some people in mind, I slid them a list. And the person I slid the list to was the guy who did the social media. So, of course, he was offended. And so, you know, I was like, ah, well, <laughs> hey, 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 it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. So I tried. That was my last, that was my last attempt. But I do try, especially with restaurants, because I really, especially in my neighborhood, I really want us to have something for us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, but that's the type of thing we go through. Yep. Hmm. Exactly. And it's exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> it's exhausting. I just want some fried chicken wings for us. That's it. That's all. Oh. That's all. That's you all. Know that's I, all. I'm, I'm not asking for much. Nope. Not at all. Not at all. Mm-mm-mm. But... But they be legit thinking we asking, oh, you want all of that? I'm like, oh, extra sauce? Like, yes, please. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Five cents, extra package. Five cents. <laughs> right. Is there any advice you can give to our non-Black listeners and followers about how to support what's going on? There's got to be some on Google for that. I'm spent. <laughs> no. okay. You know what I would say? Find a black friend. Like if you, if you are genuine, it's you, it's you. If you want, if you want, contact Leslie. (laughs) Right, (laughs) Leslie, not us. Dot freelo at dot com. If you're, if you, if you look at your immediate influence, and everybody looks like you, find somebody that doesn't look like you genuinely find somebody that because the only way you can understand what they're going through is to to be in there like no book can teach you no movie what have you diversify your sphere of influence isn't that a little scary though i mean imagine exactly uh, what imagine a white person coming up to you or just approaching you in any capacity even if it's social media Yes. I don't but know you what know you're what? going through. That I mean change I'm... is uncomfortable. All right. right? Change right. is uncomfortable. Right. If I want to get this weight off my body, mm-hmm. 
it's gonna I be can't have the pecan pie with ice cream and that caramel sauce. Just on the weekend. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It's uncomfortable. And but you be wanting to, don't you? You be wanting it. Woo! Delicious. <laughs> but look, and let me tell you, the non-African Americans who are listening to this, people gonna tell you no in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But if you're serious about it and you've developed relationships, then you will be able to achieve it. But it's mm-hmm. uncomfortable. And shit, we've been uncomfortable for a long time. So Very long your time. comfort level right now <laughs> is not of our concern. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, also, to your point, Leslie, is all of the time. It's uncomfortable. And some of the answers that you will receive mm. is comfortable. Yes. Um, you have folks who don't have any issue saying, okay, sit down, let me tell you. This is why you can't touch me because I'm not your pet. No, you can't touch me without asking. You just going to reach out and try to stroke somebody's head. Do you do that to the white girl? Hell no, you don't. Stop it. And then, then you get mad when somebody slap your hand and tell you, hold up. Because mm-hmm. you will get the face palm if you do it to me. Because it's not, mm-mm. you can't do that. So then you're like, oh, why are you at? Because I'm not your pet. You can't do it. So be ready to sit down and have a conversation, one. And also be receptive of the answers you get because they will make you uncomfortable. And it doesn't mean you have to agree with all of the answers, but you should be able to receive the answer. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. exactly. One thing I also want to add in is even before doing like actual work, I really want white people who don't understand or still have uh, questions about is this really thing or what the deal is. I want them to pay attention in their own daily lives. I want them right. to look around at the places that they go. I want them to look around at their job, um, if they're at a country club or their gym or what other social activities they attend. And see, I'm not even going to say people of color, see how many Black people are there. And right. if they have gone their whole day and come in contact with one or two, I want them to, one, think about why they haven't noticed that before. And two, think, wow, how mm-hmm. insulated have I been that and I have realized mm-hmm. that this is how yeah. my world is and that one or two are not the staff mm-hmm. especially when you're talking about a country club listen mm-hmm. the one or two are like sir would you like another towel yeah exactly. and like and really pay attention to what you think about these people when they're around you are you scared Absolutely. are you clutch yeah. your purse like yeah. why do you think these things like what do yeah. you think of these people when they're in your space right right that's if they're in your space. You got a lot of them who are going to realize, oh, wait, I've gone four days and have not seen another black person. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. stop with this. Y'all got to pull yourself up with the, by the bootstraps. Because I had to tell my AA. I was like, what do you mean? Girl, I said, no. because the one no, 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 no have, you still want to put that thumb on the shoestring of that boot that they already pulled up so that you make it even harder. 
How do you pull yourself up by the bootstrap? Because everything you put in place cuts the boot, the, the ankle off so they don't have a boot. Yeah. Who bootstraps? I mean, it, I mean, and it's not, it's not perception. It has not, it's not perception. It's the reality. Like you can see that minorities are paid less than their counterparts. You can see minorities receive um, less loans than their counterparts. Exactly. You can see that minorities are still um, targeted to certain districts to live in and do not have the opportunity in there. So it's not a matter of... Even talk about the school systems in minorities. Oh! oh <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. Now, I, get me started. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I interject on that line. I'm sorry. You do not get me started on the school system. You can see that it is not a lack of effort and not everybody's mother is sitting home eating chicken on welfare. Mm. Exactly. exactly. People are trying, but when st systemically they do not have opportunities, you can't pull yourself up, up the bootstraps. And I just want to add this one other thing. So after Reconstruction, for 50 years, preach. Black folks were U.S. congressmen, U.S. senators, had developed their own sphere of influence, yep. were millionaires during that time. 50 years was in. It, was it Reconstruction or Jim Crow? Because right after Jim Crow, they. Go ahead, I'm listening. It, it, right after Reconstruction. Then. That became intimidating. So they said, oh, well, well, you had an opportunity. So now we're going to introduce Jim Crow laws to take that away from you. So don't say, pull yourself up from the bootstraps because black folks did do that. And what happened was the majority culture said, oh, no, 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 no. You're making too much money. You're making too much progress. Yep. Let me put laws in place to prevent you from doing that. And so what I would say to you, Ooh, Leslie. if you want a history lesson and understand why certain areas are the way they are, it's because of legislative power. And if nothing else, if you do not vote, don't say shit to me. How about it? Do not say anything to me. And I'm not just talking about in the national election. I'm talking about locally. You hey, make a difference yeah. on your school board. If your school system ain't shit, get them all out. Exactly. If your city council, your city council is responsible, your county council is responsible for your streets, your election school election. system, your trash removal, vote. I'm not talking about on the national because that is without said. Like, if you don't vote in November, you a dumbass. And I will bring shackles to your house because you want to be enslaved. Wow. Because the mentality is enslaved. This is the, Serena, I'm going to pass this to you. This mm. is the, yep. Yeah. We're taking an offering for less we just received. <laughs> is there one <laughs> I just wanted to um, bring up a quote because I just read um, Dorothy Gator's 
um, article on being black in the white world of wine. And it's just this one little, it's like a couple of sentences, like um, sort of like stood out to me. She said, look at every sector of the industry, say the actual hard work in the vineyards, which is done largely by Hispanics. Yeah. Only find a few of us in there. Right. A sprinkle of color. It's not because we're not interested in wine or uneducated about wine or that we can't be found is because we're really not wanted, except maybe for the optics. Right. Like Moscato for the market of Moscato. Yeah, exactly. The reason why we're not there is because we're not wanted. We're not sought after. Call a spade a spade. That Mic drop. Drop your mic. You saw the list. We're here. We really got a mic. Drop it. Well, y'all are there. Right. Y'all are oh, shit. Y'all are we're we're gonna repost. We're gonna post the list. We're gonna post the list of everybody that we know and why on the website. So look for it this weekend. It'll be there. We, we just know each other. It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna have four names on it. Don't let me put a list out. <laughs> Oh, that's an after dark. We got to get right back. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So I hope yeah. this was therapeutic, you know, in some way. I got some stuff out. I got some. Yeah. 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 Made some room. You're wide awake. I'm just glad you're here. <laughs> I know. you a trooper. Woo! Seriously. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. You the trooper. With face. Look at that. Okay. I, had a, <laughs> this I was working. The, that's the reason I came on late. I had a virtual wine tasting right before this. Mm. So I finished that and then hung up from them and then got run over right. y'all. All right. right. Look at you. Yeah. Your business. So yeah. the wine. Oh, wait. So some of the wineries here are starting to open up um, for outdoor seating only. Yes. Are they starting to open up in Europe? In Paris? Oh, yeah, because we can move around. So the mm. wine bars in the city aren't open because most of them don't have outdoor seating. But um, wineries, yeah, I'm actually planning a trip for like two weeks. Nice. Planning nice. Trip in two weeks to yeah. get on out there Very on the nice. wine trip. Yeah. Nice. Also, I just want to get out of Paris. And I'm not usually somebody who's like, oh, I got to get out of Paris after too much. If, you know, I've been there too much. I've been in the apartment for so long. Like, I need to be like free, free. So I need to home a bit more. Yeah. So I need to be out for a second. So. Yeah. And so Leslie, what's what's your plan when you start up your tours again? So we start June twentieth, and um, and we're operating at sixty percent. So usually our tours about ten people. So we'll only do six people, so we can have the middle seat open. Um, people will have to wear a mask in the vehicle, but once they're out the vehicle, they they can take their mask off and, and do tastings. Many of the vineyards, as of, the, as of this recording, they're only doing bottle service. So what we will do is purchase the bottles and do, purchase some bottles, not all the bottles on their menu, and do a tasting for them. Right, Let, let's Where be clear about this. At? <laughs> but it's very it's very um controlled 
setting. Mm -hmm. I think as the summer progresses, we can, you know, remove some of that, but you know, people are still getting sick and the numbers are still going up. So, you know, we want to have a good time, but I'm just, most importantly, I'm very concerned about everybody's safety. Yeah. yeah, they're over. They're over coronavirus here. Especially if you've been at one of those protests, child. I mean, they're trying to urge you now. Just go get tested. Make sure you're not sick and spreading it to other people. Yeah. Yes, please do. But, oh, mean, can, go ahead. Oh no, no, I was going to go completely left, and I just want to give a shout out to Miria Bowser. Come on, Bowser. Because first of all. She Elizabeth Seaton graduate, like oh, from, God. from somewhere I know. But anyhow, <laughs> I want to give a shout out to her because the last thing you want to do is piss off a black woman because she will get the last word in. And now that you can see Black Lives Matter from space. From the sky. Listen. And no yeah. matter how much you disagree with what she's done or hasn't done mm-hmm. at, from this point. You got to admit it was a boss move. We just want to give her a credit. Yeah. Please don't send us any messages or DM us about oh, no, this. Actually right. Because so it's, y'all have been in my DMs. And then block. So let's do that. Y'all yes. have been in my DMs and I'm trying to ignore you. And I just want to uplift <laughs> something. Okay. Oh, people right. been in DMs? I'm yeah. Bowser because I, I thought it was, bo- when I saw it, I was like, oh, <gasps> I thought it was awesome. I have not agreed with everything she's done in the past and right now, but that was a boss move. I appreciate it. Yes, look, a a white supremacist has to walk across Black Lives Matter Plaza. Okay. Yes, that is a boss move. They're going to go out of their way and go a different way. Well, that's it. That's our take. You've been introduced to the Swirl Suite. Hello. I hope y'all like it. Welcome. Welcome to the madness. We can't always like this. And, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. we it's talk okay. about wine in between. What's everybody drinking really quick? Everybody drinking something, I think. I'm actually drinking, um, and I'm like excited about it because it was delicious. I'm drinking a Bordeaux. The reason I'm excited about it because you're it's excited about a Bordeaux? Because it has Petit Verdot and Carmenere in the blend. Huh. Ooh. I'm just it's saying nice. that because Tanisha told you know me that Bordeaux can be boring. Yeah, I got I got a little bored. I got a little bored and it was over. But mm. Petit Bordeaux and Carmenere, when I saw that on the back mm. line, I was like, oh, well, clearly I got to try this. I was not disappointed. I was disappointed in myself that I only bought one bottle. Mm. So. What was it, like five euro? Like six. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> I mean, seriously. <laughs> that is funny. Serena, I'm drinking pink bubbles. Oh, let me see. Let me see the label. You it is. I swear. This is the best, cheapest pink bubble. Oh, sure. Had. I love that. Love it. I don't know that. Jacqueline. Mexico? What's the last name? I can't see it with the light. Leon. Yeah. Okay. Where is it from again? Is it Mexico? Is it New Mexico? It is New Mexico. Yeah, I it get that New all Mexico. the time. Mm-hmm. It's $15 total wine. Love it. Yeah, oh, it is nice. the best cheap bubble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What you drinking, Glenn? Karinga sparkling Syrah, Shiraz mm, from yesterday. Mm. Yeah. I'm on a Twitter chat, um, VA Maria, um, oh, no. at eight. Ooh. So I'm drinking a um, sparkling, ro- no, sparkling rose. No, sparkling rose. I wish I had a sparkling rose. It's just a rose. I think it's Pinot Noir. 
was gonna say from I was gonna ask you was a Pinot Noir. Yeah, New Zealand. It's good. It's very good. Yeah. I had screw a top. All screw tops. They sent us three bottles. I finished one already. Oh, nice. Um, you know, um, was it Saturday? Is it no Friday? What? It's Rose Day. Is it? Thanks for joining us real sweet. We appreciate all the love once again. Don't forget to like, subscribe, tell a friend, and please leave us a comment. Cheers.